Okay. It's time for the Faraway Nearby Spooky Pun Edition with DJ Star Sage, the Duchess Sue, and special guests. Hello, Sue. How are you? I'm pretty good in yourself. Well, I'm pretty all right. How are you liking my finery today? I think you look wonderful. Wouldn't you like I to know what to... I am? What are you? I'm a B-movie TV hostess. Oh, <laughs> you definitely look like one. Although I... I think your headwear should be gold or something. Ah, uh, well, you know, the mavens of the night always have dark hair. so I Oh, that's it's... true. They do. I, I think but... maybe my name is Cliché. Might be a French-Canadian TV host. Well, we have some guests joining us for our special Halloween edition. So we'll go ahead and get that going right away here. So we have my hubby, Billy, here. Say hello, Billy. Hello, everyone. Hi, Billy. Are you ready for Halloween, honey? Yes, I am. Well, let's not try to scare the audience too much. We'll We'll be sharing some stories here shortly. Okay, well, Billy... Do you, did you make costumes for the two of you? No, we had previously gone to a campground where we dressed up. So it's like we already celebrated Halloween. Oh, so you aren't going to, um, to get dressed up for Halloween? Not even to pass out candy? Well, we buy the candy and then we go out to dinner. And hopefully by the time we get back, there's no kids so we can eat that candy. <laughs> I thought you guys were on a diet. Oh, but Billy's trying to gain weight, isn't he? Well, we're allowed to have a guilty pleasure day now and then. That's oh, the okay. any successful but, day. But before but we since, go before we go too much further, I should also introduce our other special guests. So growing up in the land of far and near, we would often have a friend over for coffee. Uh, mom and pop would. And I never quite understood how we're related, but I've been told that this is my mother's cousin twice removed. So if you will all give a round of applause, uh, this is the Earl of Mud Spring Manor. Uh, it's Brandon T. Beltpetter. Oh, oh my goodness. Hello, hello DJ. Oh, hello, Duchess Sue. So nice to be here. Thanks for inviting me. (laughs) Hi. So we're going to have some fun today talking about a few things, but everything Halloween. And um, I I forgot, uh, Earl, how do you take your coffee? Perhaps the Duchess can help with that. Well, I always like to have lots of uh, sweetener uh, and stuff like that. All kinds of things. You know what I really like now this time of year? Uh, Even though there is no such thing as pumpkin spice. (laughs) I have pumpkin spice. But you know what? Pumpkin isn't a spice at all. (laughs) Isn't that silly? (laughs) Anyways, that's how I have my coffee this time of year. Well, I'm glad you enjoy that. I I haven't quite worked my way up to pumpkin spice. I have recently, however, started drinking foo-foo coffee like that. (laughs) And that's what I've always called it, because for the most part, I don't drink those fancy coffees. I just like this black coffee a lot. So we're going to start in talking about some of our favorite things for this time of year. 
and um, that's going to be a round of different things. Your favorite memories of fall, maybe comfort foods that you enjoyed. And then we're going to move on to a couple of other topics, but we're each going to take a turn uh, sharing with the audience some of our favorite memories of those times. So let's see. I think that in honor of Royalty Duchess, if if you'll defer for a moment, because I'm not sure. Do, do Earls outrank Duchesses? I'm not sure about that. That's a good question. Because, because I would have to look it up in the little book. I think so that we don't keep the Earl waiting uh, because uh, he, he, he may be needed back at the home by a certain time. Oh. Say so that. Uh, <laughs> go right ahead. Uh, Brandon, go ahead and uh, you know start us off. What are some of your favorite things from this time of year? Oh, well, it's the turning of the leaves and the, oh, the blue skies. When you look at the blue sky with the turned leaves, it's so pretty. And then, of course, when you hollow out the rutabagas uh, to make decorations for Halloween. (laughs) Well, it's a fun tradition, isn't it? (laughs) You know, we put those rutabagas out. Uh, to scare away the spooky spirits. <laughs> I I think that um, the tradition started in Ireland, if uh, I'm not mistaken, and Brandon has it right on the head there. That well, actually, I should just call him the Earl. We all know his first name, but out of courtesy, the, the <laughs> Munsford Manor. <laughs> in Ireland, the tradition got started by carving in turnips. And of course, when the tradition came to America, that just translated into the pumpkins, and that's how the jack o' lantern was born. So, thank you oh. for reminding me of that old tradition. Well, uh, I old. may have had it wrong. I said rutabagas. <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> wild turnips, I suppose. <laughs> you know, it's it, it's my favorite thing too, Earl. Uh, this time of year, with the the pretty leaves that come out, and um, I do a little show on the side called Surely You Jess. It's my personal journal show and i've been talking about fall recently but that's that's one of my favorite things about this time of year is uh, the changing of the leaves in the northeast here it looks like the colors of tuscany so earl um do you, do you have any any sort of favorite comfort foods or treats this time of year well well yes uh i like orange and brown crayons dipped in hot water it just lends a sort of uh <laughs> a sort of a, a candy corn taste. Anyways, it's pleasant to sort of. Anyways, yeah, it's my one of my traditions. <laughs> I, I myself like the candy corn. Um, Honey Billy, um, how way on this? What are your some of your favorite memories of fall, and, and what kind of favorite treats do you have? Well, like many holidays, it's always fun to remember back when you were a child. And some of my favorite things are the old TV specials and, first and foremost, candy. Mm. (laughs) Oh, candy. Candy corn, especially, even though it does kind of taste like wax now. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it was better years ago. You know, uh, Billy, I heard that they haven't actually produced candy corn since 1952, and that everything people are eating today is that old. Do you think that's true? It does taste that way. If you had watched a Food Food Network 
show, they they had a, a, a chef named Alton Brown who showed you how to make homemade pumpkin or homemade candy corn. No, I don't believe it. Oh yes, and he made marshmallows and uh, he did a whole show about candy and he did show uh, and he did several shows about candy. And one of the shows that he did, he uh, he showed you how to make Halloween candy pumpkin pies, but candy corn and candy pumpkins and marshmallows and some other things like that. I just I like never to. Tried it. <laughs> I just want to direct everyone to Dan P. H.'s graph in the chat room. And uh, uh, apparently a great many people, when they eat candy corn and people, they are asked why they eat it, they say, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's funny. <laughs> no. The same could probably be said of Christmas candy. You know what? I kind of like it. This thing tastes just like candy corn, but they're in the shape of pumpkins. Oh. Yeah, the yes. pumpkins, and and sometimes they have those little chocolate uh, ghost or bats or something. Yes, and, the mellow the cream. Yeah, and and the Russell Stover's marshmallow covered uh, cho- or, or covered with chocolate. The marshmallows that are covered with chocolate. Oh. Now and those. Go ahead. Sorry. Those are my favorite. Oh, I love those. And they now make them with dark chocolate, which is even better. <laughs> oh, that poor shy Yeti over there across the sea. He says he doesn't have candy corn. Oh, oh that's terrible. Oh, you're yes, missing out. he doesn't. You know, I would think the French or somebody would make it and send it to them. <laughs> of course, the French. <laughs> uh, well, the French would do that because they aren't necessarily the best friends with with England. <laughs> Just the invasion of the candy corn. Yes. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> just, well, um, anyway. So, so what about it, Chayette? Is Do you think the French might... Uh, might send it to you. <laughs> well, <laughs> with lots of butter. You know, the French love Jerry Lewis, so they probably love candy corn. I would I think know. so. Just, I think we're on to you. We were talking about childhood memories of Halloween. Well, we the food is, um, I, I like, of course, candy corn because everybody likes candy corn. I am not so fond of it when they reshape it into Easter candy or Christmas candy. But uh, I do like I do like candy corn when I uh, I yep. have thought about trying to make the the candy that Alton Brown did, but it, he posted all those recipes on on uh, Food Network's website. But it looks like a lot of work, especially the marshmallows. the the uh, The candy uh, candy corn I think is more like a uh, a fondant that they mm-hmm. make really thick, and, and in other cases they would just fold it over a keg. But marshmallows and, and, are very difficult to make. Yes, I I believe that. If they turn out wrong, you can do what we did and put them in the microwave and forget about them for six months. <laughs> <laughs> Were they any good then, or did you just throw them away? Uh, well, let's just say that we haven't used our microwave in quite some time because we should basically throw it out, but it's become our glorified bread box, and we don't have bread in the house. 
That's <laughs> funny that you have a bread box, but no bread. <laughs> oh. You know what I like to do is get a, a whole loaf of Wonder Bread and then squish and then squish squish it down uh, so that it's the entire uh, expanse of an inch, and then I eat the entire loaf of bread in one sitting. I love it. Oh. Do, you, do you put anything on it? A little butter. <laughs> Oh, oh. Well, that's, you know, Earl, that's I, good. Earl, I think you did that one time when I was a child and, and, and mom asked you to leave. <laughs> do, you, do you remember that? Oh, I'm so sorry, teacher. Well, that's okay. If I remember correctly, each time after then, mom was uh, made sure she had one of those bibs for the restaurant for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, on top of the um, no bread in the house, we uh, we actually had a little repair issue with the microwave. You see, if you don't clean your microwave, especially like the door jam, um, mm-hmm. you get food particles in there, kind of just grease, basically. And after a time, that grease builds up, and it attracts the the cooking items in in the microwave. So all that action of microwaving, it's like a magnet to it, and oh. we actually developed a wear spot in the microwave from where we didn't clean it. So eventually <laughs> I just put a little sign on the microwave said that we shouldn't be using it because it's sparking and I unplugged it. Oh my. Oh. Is that true, Billy? <laughs> yes. We're actually going to save it for the next 4th of July. It should oh. be rather cool in the driveway. <laughs> oh my goodness. Just wanted to interject here that, Oh, that blue jeans guy has joined us in the chat room. Oh, <laughs> Let me see if I can garnish up a round of applause for oh, David. Oh, boy, I hope so. <laughs> and, of course, oh. David is, of course, from the Denims. Another That's right, the Denims. <laughs> so before we continue on, Duchess, uh, we are yes. talking about favorite treats and fall memories. Did you have any specific memories of uh, maybe trick or treating as a kid? Well, yes. When we when I was a child, now it, this would be in the mid to late fifties and early uh, and early early sixties. I lived in a town with five hundred with eight hundred people in it, and the uh, we we went out. I started going out when I was about three. We did not have parents accompany us. My sisters, who were older than I were, and for a little while, my brother, but he was 12 years older than I am. And he was oh, my goodness. And that, that frightened me. The help must have saw their paycheck again. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, anyway, they... Um, so we would go out and we would go when I was little they would take me around a little bit and when I got tired they would take me home and they would continue as I got older I discovered that they went to almost every house in town there being about 400 500 houses Um, and some of them gave out really good things there was this one place that nobody wanted to go but I always went there because the guy gave you money you know, I thought, well, that's really cool. But he couldn't think anything else to do. And so he he 
gave us money and that was cool and it was usually you know like a couple dollars but a lot of kids were afraid of him because he was a, he seemed like a kind of grouch guy but it was a lot of fun and there it, nobody ever bothered us we you know and everybody in town knew who each of us were i mean there were everybody knew everyone mm-hmm. uh the other thing that was really fun about halloween is that my mother made popcorn balls no, I love popcorn balls. I, 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 so do I. And she made it out of corn syrup and jello. Ooh. And so she made a variety of, of them. And for some reason, I don't. I no longer like flavored popcorn. Oh. I love my mother's popcorn <laughs> balls. They were so cool. And Did she got add to help food coloring? Them. I don't know. She coloring? may have added food coloring. I I thought that the jello made it was... Because she didn't dilute the Jello, she just poured it in with the with the corn syrup and mixed it up, and I think that just gave it color enough. Now they were a tad bit sticky if they were very freshly made. No, <laughs> but that's okay because kids like those kinds of things, and they were delicious. And and mom let us help with them as we got older. You know, when I was three and four, I didn't get to help with preparation of food, but. As I got older, I was allowed to do that, and that was lots of fun. Uh, now, Earl, I you were a little before my time, but do you have some memories of your childhood and what was special about Halloween? Oh, well, you know, you know what the most wonderful thing about Halloween of all was developing that special costume you were going to wear to the costume party because that's what we had back then costume parties <laughs> and um yeah we'd uh, you know uh we'd have to find some clever way to dress ourselves <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember one time, DJ, I wrapped myself in toilet paper because <laughs> I was going to be a mummy. <laughs> Did it work very well? Not really. <laughs> it sort of disintegrated along the way, you know, any kind of moisture that reaches you. <laughs> oh, dear. Kind of- Oh, that, that must have been a great costume. Oh, it really yeah. righted up on me in the you know the oh, anyways it righted up on me. And did you um, have clothes or anything on underneath? Oh, just a little. Oh, oh, that was that was strange. a not a mommy, right? That was strange. <laughs> anyways, it was the costume ball that we had every year at the community center here and anyways we used to have the most important thing above and beyond even trick-or-treating was going to the community center there for the costume party that was the most important thing everyone in the neighborhood attended it was wonderful. Everybody showed up in costume, and we—it was a wonderful community gathering. It really was, and that was the most special thing I remember about Halloween when I was growing up. This the the way the community showed up and had a, a special Halloween costume uh, ball. Yeah, that was the best thing. Hmm. <laughs> Uh, oh, I'm one of frightened. the problems I had is that it was usually very cold when we went trick or treating, 
And so we put these costumes on, and then we put these heavy coats on, or sometimes the costume would be big enough you could fit it over your clothes. And the people that answered the door liked that best, but they would always want to know what you were and want you to, sometimes they'd invite you in, but they always wanted to take your coat off and twirl around so they could see it because we didn't have a community costume thing. Um, Occasionally one of the two churches would have like a little party where you could bob for apples and bobbing for apples. Yes. That's a, that's a great sound tradition. Oh, I loved it. We did that. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. I was never very good at it. I don't know how people ever got that goddamn apple in their mouth. (laughs) Well, I was told by the experts who did this that that you were supposed to go for the stem. Oh, that's right. Because if you went for the stem, we ought to have an apple bobbing party. That sounds like I don't know. Everybody (laughs) slobber ended up in the same piece with all the apples. Yes, but you get the apples and then wash them off. I was just thinking about with how kids aren't allowed to bring in food to school anymore, you know, not even like pre-packaged or whatever because of so many allergies. I can just see some mom carrying a basket of apples to school and spraying them all down with Lysol. Oh my god. That would be terrible. Now, before I go ahead and share my uh, childhood Halloween memory, uh, hubby, Billy, would you like to share any special memories of yours? (laughs) Let's hear from Billy. (laughs) One of my special memories was going to the Woolworths to get your costume. And what we had growing up back in the old 70s were the Ben Cooper box costumes. You know, the ones that if you got too close to the lit pumpkins, you were toast. They had... (laughs) Yeah. I still have my King Kong one from the 70s and the mask in a box from what I wore. That was right before they changed from cloth to vinyl. And I... It's about two and a half feet long. I don't know how I ever fit into that thing. But I also had, let's see, the Bionic Man, Star Wars. But that was my favorite thing was going to Woolworths and buying our costumes. Wow. I have to tell you that our little Woolworths here in Wilshire closed about, I don't know, 30 years ago. Does anybody really have any Woolworths anymore? I don't think so. In the late 70s, early early 80s, I, there was one up in the big city about 50 miles from us. Uh, the ones in the UK, I think, closed last after they separated. Oh. Woolworths was in the UK? Yes, I do believe. Oh, I, my if, goodness. Shai Yeti might be able to chime in on that on the chat board. I, I know I, I'm very fond of company histories, and I looked up Woolworths at one point in time when they were cl- starting to close. And if I'm not mistaken, the company that survives actually uh, owns Foot Locker, so that's what Woolworths became. <laughs> oh, that's a terrible thing. Well, Foot Locker doesn't sound very good. That's that's strange. It is. Yeah, we have random he, must a, he must be in a haunted castle. 
How do you how do you feel about that, Billy? The noises. I'm used yeah. to them. I hear them all the time. I just don't tell people anymore. Ah, that's oh, clever, Billy. Okay. <laughs> and Never. then you invite them over and they hear all these things and get scared, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Never tell people the strange noises you hear in your head. <laughs> don't ever do that. Don't. Well, they, will, they might think that you're going to start become a serial killer because Ooh. a lot of them have have people and animals talk to them and tell them to do yeah. stuff. Since we've all taken a round on the childhood memory, I thought I would share that I remember being in school, and this is possibly around the third grade, I do believe. Now, the ironic thing is that the teacher I had at the time had a last name that rhymes with something or other witch, but we might not have used the W word. It might have been the B behind her back, but... Oh, <laughs> Uh, I remember in class one time in the fall, we were making pancakes, but they were festive pancakes for Halloween. So they were pumpkin pancakes. And it was probably the first time I had ever ever had a pumpkin pancake. And I just remember being the little brat that I was at the time. We were stirring up all these things. And our very thoughtful teacher had come up with this fun activity for the kids. And I just remember stirring the stuff up. And within years range, I said, this looks like dog food. (laughs) 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 But I I also remember the last time I went trick-or-treating. Oh, I don't think I was even maybe 10 years old. I decided that I didn't want to go trick-or-treating much after that because all my siblings had grown up and had left home. My, um, my, sibling closest to me is about seven years so that's enough that they were already done with school by the time i was halfway through anyways the uh the last year that i went trick-or-treating up here in the the wilds of new york it was particularly cold that halloween i think it might have even rained that night and i distinctly remember reusing an old costume from years before i think i went as a ghost so i had the white makeup all over my face and i swear that it was cold enough that that makeup had frozen to my face by the time I got home. <laughs> but uh, I, I also made an important discovery that year. And I think you, you, you can share in this knowledge, uh, Earl. Yeah. You, know, you know about glow sticks, right? I certainly do. <laughs> if I remember right, you, you have a collection of them, don't you? Yes. Oh, my goodness. Oh, well, you know, that glow wears off after a while if you activate them. But if you don't activate them, anyway, oh, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> but well, you I never found seen out- them glow. Well, I well I found out the hard way because being the kid, I thought to myself, it's like a light switch. You you flick it one way to turn it on, and you know you got to be able to flick it the other way to turn it off. Well, I tried that, and thankfully it was over the bathroom sink because it broke open and it went everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, <laughs> that's terrible. So, okay, okay, so what was inside that glow stick? Um, just a bunch of slimy goo. It kind of <laughs> reminded me of when my brother used to play with fireflies, and he was the mean kid that would actually squish his hands together with the fireflies so that his hands would glow. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's so, so mean. Um, but he didn't grow the- up to be a serial killer, did he? Um, well, that depends on which ex of his you ask. Huh? <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> 
No, did any of you ever make the little um, the bird feeders as a kid? The ones that you made out of pine cones? Oh, no. oh well, I'll, I'll I'll share this with you. This this might be a northeast thing, but we used to gather pine cones when we were kids, and uh, in class, anyways, we took a bunch of pine cones, and you would smooth peanut butter over the <laughs> ends of the little. You know, well, they're not quite branches, but you know the little leafy kind of things on the pine cone. Yes. And then you would roll it in a pile of bird seed, and you would let it sit and dry, and then you could hang it out on a tree, and it becomes a little bird feeder. And the squirrels eat it. Possibly. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things that I love about this time of year being in uh, New York here is that there's plenty of apples around, and that's one of my favorite memories is mom used to make baked apples this time of year. Do you remember those are all? Well, you know what? I certainly do. My sweet mamma used to bake a, what she called an apple roll that was like dough and apple. And then you'd roll it all up and put it, press it into a, a pan and then drizzle this kind of syrup thing over it and then shove it into the oven. And once it came out, it was this delicious concoction of, well, it was a kind of a, a pastry with apple, and it was very sweet. I just loved it. Oh, you're you're bringing the wild animals with your story <laughs> there. <laughs> really sweet things, really happy for children. We had lots of apples where I grew up, but we didn't make like baked apples or or things like that. My mom made apple pies. She made apple crisp and apple strudel. Now that's what I want to know, Sue, because yes. this is important. Uh, there is a little thing we call apple cobbler. And then yeah. apple crisp? Yes. Are they the same things or not? They are not the same thing. An apple cobbler will have a dough on the top of it. It, mm. it. They start out sort of the same. They're apples and butter and brown sugar and white sugar. And, and maybe some flour or cornstarch to, to thicken up the... Because the apples, as they bake, will, will uh, let juice out. And so sometimes some kind of thickener is used. And, and that's sort of the basis of every of apple crisp and apple cobbler and basically apple pie. Shy Yeti in the chat room is saying that it sounds like apple crumble. No. It could, it could be sort of. Anyway, they mix this together with cinnamon and cloves and white sugar and brown sugar and, and some kind of flour or cornflakes or, or <laughs> oatmeal or something like that. And you get this sort of crumbly stuff and then you spread it over top of the apples mm -hmm. and you can do this with basically any fruit in england it could be called an apple crumble although i was under the impression that that was a layered thing where you would have apple and you would have the, <laughs> i the, don't know the topping and then you would have some more apples and and things but shy yeti would tell us and why are they talking about panties <laughs> they're talking oh. about old women carrying extra panties in their purse popping them. i don't know so guys could you <laughs> well we have a lady that used to come in and she had a rather eclectic collection of panties in her purse 
And I'm not talking about a small collection. And the reason being is because her her niece or daughter-in-law would take them from her because it was inappropriate for her to have this type of underwear. Well, <laughs> she would keep them safe by having them in her purse. Now, while she was checking out, in order to get to her wallet, there were several times she just nonchalantly pulled out the big old collection, <laughs> put it on the counter to get to her wallet. It was quite an interesting show. Shows there were metallics, leather, you name it. She had it in her collection. No, wow. I, I, I was. I just can't imagine why her. You said it was her daughter or granddaughter. Yes, we think it's her caretaker. Yeah. yeah, it's it's like what business is it of theirs? What underwear she wears? <laughs> well, um, honey, I think you're you're leaving out one little detail. This lady also dressed quite fashionably even for her own age like she may have thought she was 20 years younger if i'm not mistaken honey is this also the same lady that had younger boyfriends yes she had money we're, we're not quite <laughs> sure but there used to be a place of help as you would call it that would take individuals and help them live well mm-hmm. this place was quietly famous for taking celebrity children. No. So she came from a Hollywood background. So she had a very, very good fun to dive into. And a few of the local boys figured this out and they would try to get after her money. And as she put it, she doesn't mind sleeping around because it's fun, but she's only going to do so much for them and then drop them and find somebody new. So she wasn't quite there. She was a very nice lady. So I'm not quite sure who took advantage of who. The younger one's (laughs) trying to go for the money or her taking advantage of the young ones because she was quite well aware of the situation. Ah, so she so, was, she could she probably could have taken care of herself. Yes, she she took the term cougar to a whole new dimension. <laughs> now, she was I, like the Empress Cougar, honey. It's it's interesting you bring that up about the uh, the assisted living homes for the uh, celebrity children. That actually explains a lot, because um, Earl, I, I remember growing up, Mom used to say that you might have been Raquel Welch's love child. Oh my! Did she tell you that? Oh my goodness! You know, I, indeed, she must have been pulling your leg or not. Anyway, well, well I don't why? know. I've pictures back in the day you used to have beautiful long locks well i did i i prided myself on the long locks <laughs> <You know. laughs> so now we're going to make rounds here we each talked a little bit about uh you know our favorite childhood memories and some of that of course included candy mm-hmm. but do any of us have specific favorite candies i know the duchess mentioned the russell stover candies but yes uh, I, I love that russell course, stover has just got bought out oh, by another company yes. i do believe <laughs> you know it figures billy would be the one to know that <laughs> <laughs> They were bought out by the one company that has the candy in the bags, Lint. Lint, Lint. is the one oh, that yes. bought them. Yeah, L-I-N-D-T. Yeah, they couldn't get into the American market 
lint. They basically took all the European companies and shut them out of the American markets. And in order to sell their candy over here, what they had to do was buy an American company. A lot of the Hershey companies and a lot of the UK companies were selling candy here, and they're well-made. Our candies aren't well-made, so they found a way to shut them out. Lint and several other companies are now buying U.S. companies. And Russell Stover's wasn't doing that well, so Lint decided to help them out and basically keep them afloat while being able to get their product in the States. Because if it's manufactured here, they can sell it here. Yeah. Hey, you know what? I'd like to address Dan P.H. in the, the chat room with his three musketeers as his favorite candy. Dan P.H., did you know that once upon a time, the Three Musketeers was a candy bar with three different candy bars in it? <laughs> it's wow, true. No. Yeah. And they had. Oh, that sounds wonderful. It was a candy bar with three separate candies in it. And eventually they decided that their nougat candy bar was the most popular and three musketeers became the one candy that you get with three musketeers but originally you got three different candies but not anymore sorry dan ph wow well, that's interesting earl because um you know that that's uh that's a little bit of candy history and i think because i i've seen in like the international food section sometimes you go into the stores and they have Candies from overseas and different delicacies from different countries. And I think I saw a candy bar similar to what you're describing with the three different flavors. Yeah. But overseas, they call it a sky bar. And oh. the Cheyenne tell me if they still make the sky bar in his country. Because if they do, it would be the original candy bar behind the three musketeers that you were talking about. They make the sky bars in the U.S. It's made by Neko. Oh, oh I, I love Neko. I forgot about those, but I oh love those. You could choke if, on Neko wafers. <laughs> <laughs> they were so chalky. Oh, the, it's true, but they were wonderful. I love Neko. I still love Neko candy. I have to advertise for my favorite candy company, Hammond. H a m m o n d. I think. Oh, DJ, you should know it. It's a it's a little tiny candy company in Denver. Mm-hmm. Oh. And it, and they make all these wonderful, wonderful candy by hand. Aren't and they one of those businesses that's maintained like a boutique shop in the Cherry Creek area? Well, I know they moved uh, just before we left because they were up on Colorado Boulevard pretty far mm-hmm. north. But they, they moved somewhere and I don't know where they moved. But every once in a while, NPR runs a story on them. And then they get a lot of a lot of people start going in there and you can and they do send candy around to you they'll send it to it they also will make things to order like if you want one of those big all day suckers that is like <laughs> humongous no um, we we have to be careful not to get the earl excited about those suckers that <laughs> the last time you had one they had to call the nurses well oh, no. you know you know what happened dj <laughs> is that I had one of those big all-day suckers and then someone was raking leaves and I jumped into the leaf 
pile. Oh, God. Let me just say, if you have a wet sucker, the last thing you want to do is jump into a leaf pile. Oh, was Yeah, terrible. I think that that would be awful. Almost <laughs> as bad as when I was like five or six, I was going skating, ice skating, I think it was, with with a family and we stopped on the way out to get ice cream a uh, little ice cream cone <laughs> that's right <laughs> and the mother as kids waited in the car and the mother went in and got the ice cream cones well she had like five of them or something in her hand and one of them she dropped on the gravel oh and she decided that well, she she momentarily thought about going in and getting another, and then she just decided that the um, the the gravel could be picked out of it, and <laughs> of course it was my ice cream cone. No, oh, I just no. thought that was really disgusting. No, and I don't think I ate very much of it. I think I threw I it. I hope not. I really felt kind of hurt because. Oh. Because it was kind of a rude thing to do. Yeah. I, I think, I, you know, I was like seven, ten or something. Earl, did you I, want to catch the listeners up with the chat room? Yeti well, just shared a memory. I was just looking at what the shy Yeti posted in response to Duchess Sue. And he says he saw a family with a child who dropped her French fry. And their parents <laughs> just picked them up off the pavement and gave them back to her. Oh, well, now, I so have to admit that if uh, I had French fries and I either was quite a ways from wherever I bought them or uh, I didn't have the money or time to go back, I might do the same thing because I really like French fries. Before we go on to each of our favorite candies, just going to say you brought up an interesting memory there, Shayeti. I don't know if the rest of you remember, but there was this time possibly during the 90s, and my folks were guilty of this. They kind of got lazy with the candy giving at Halloween. Oh, Instead of giving uh-huh. candy, they they bought those coupons you could get at places like McDonald's and Burger King. You know, at first it was the, the hot apple pies. And, oh, no. And then it was the french fries so you know it's no wonder we have raised a generation of obesity in our, our childhood <laughs> here we're, well, we're passing yeah. out at the front door earl uh brandon um you know you, you mentioned before that you have a fondness for crayons now before you, you <laughs> got onto the crayons what were your favorite candies when you were little well you know um i used to really love those uh, wax <laughs> there were these teeny tiny wax bottles that oh, had sugary those. liquid in it. <laughs> yeah, I buy off the wax top and drink the liquid. <laughs> yeah, you, then you, you eat the wax. Like, well, um. you could. I, I didn't generally do that, but you, <laughs> you, you, like it was a soda bottle or something. And I think, as I remember, it was kind of disgusting, but at it the time was. I didn't know that. <laughs> Now, my sister used to buy and collect a lot of the um, toys that came in children's meals at McDonald's and and Burger King and places like that. And then that's what she would hand out because there was this big thing about, you know, children who were going to die because people were putting razor blades and and candy. And, of course, that's utterly untrue. A lot of people moved to giving things like pencils or like... Toothbrushes. Bible tracks. I don't remember. 
remember that, but <laughs> I'm sure they did. But My favorite candies from Halloween time, and I'm not sure if this is the right name from them. I've heard them called Mary Jane's before. They're the little taffy candies that have peanut butter flavor in them. Yeah. The ones that came in the black and orange wrappers, right? Yes. And those are one of my favorites. Yeah. It didn't and, matter uh, if you got the black or the orange. It was They were both peanut butter flavored, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And uh, some of the other favorites that I have, because, you know, I, 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 I'm still a kid at heart, and I'm still a junk food junkie. Just it's only <laughs> once a week and only, you know, a handful at a time. I also like the mellow creams that we were talking about before, the kind of thing that they make into candy corn, but they make them into pumpkins and haystacks and scarecrows sometimes yeah. and little black cats too. And I think the black cats actually taste a little different. Um, <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, they, they have, I think they have chocolate in them. Possibly. And then here in the Northeast, we also have maple candy that's popular this time of year because of all the, uh, the tapping of the trees for the maple syrup. Mm-hmm. One other thing I'll briefly mention, it's not necessarily a Halloween candy, but it's an old-fashioned candy. At least I think so, and I miss it. Chewy candy, Charleston Chew. Nowadays, oh. chocolate and vanilla. But back in the day, they used to make them in pe- in uh, banana and strawberry. No. And it was, you know, it's probably been 10 or more years since they made those flavors. But I feel like I just saw them, like, you know, the other day in the store. And I keep looking for them, and I go online to find out. <laughs> they haven't made those flavors in, like, decades now. Mm-hmm. So, Billy, hubby. Yeah. What are your favorite candies from Halloween? Well, you've mentioned most of them, but I can't believe nobody hasn't mentioned Bazooka Joe Bubblegum yet. Oh, you used to get with the little comic books. Oh, I love yeah. those. How can, how can you not mention? Oh. Oh my. The help must have seen the toilet again. Um, (laughs) But yes, the Bazooka Joe gum. How can you not mention that? Actually, that was my memory of Bazooka Joe gum. Its flavor disappears instantly. (laughs) I don't know. I I didn't like to chew gum. You didn't leave it on your bedpost at night, Duchess. No, I did. Disgusting. Honey, Billy, um, what were you going to say about Bazooka Joe gum? Well, I just can't believe Nomi mentioned it because there's a lot of candy that used to be, there's a lot of candy that we can't get anymore, yes. especially at Halloween because of safety standards, like yeah. the Taffy or Bazooka Joe. Anything that was in a wrapper that may not be safe, you really can't find anymore. Oh, I remember. So, Billy, I got putting candy in wraps for the most part because, because they thought that they were poisoning people. I think and, that had a lot to do with it. And, and at the time, at, at one point in the 70s, I think, there was that Tylenol thing there. Somebody got a hold oh, of some Tylenol and true. it killed them. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And that's when all these hyper seals and stuff came. I, that's exactly what happens to me, Duchess Sue. When I want to have my peanut butter, I don't just have to screw off the lid. There's a, a big plastic barrier <laughs> that takes me five hours to get through before That's I true. can have some peanut butter. And but Billy, you don't want it because you're onto something else. Yeah. 
Billy, you know that Bazooka Joe? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I used to read that comic strip and everyone, and it was such an excellent gag. And they were these teeny tiny little comic strips. And I remember that bubble gum was slathered with sugar, and it would be rock hard. <laughs> that would yeah. be the most amazing thing. Rock hard, you'd bite into it and chip a tooth off. <laughs> and it, would, it would slowly soften up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that there was nothing flavored like bazooka Joe. Well, was yes, that the, that's true. Was that the tooth or the gum that eventually softened up? <laughs> Probably both. I don't know. <laughs> Did you yeah. ever order anything that was on those? You know, they used I, to have Andrew, you could buy things. That's true. But you know what? I used to order a lot of thing, things from the back of comic books and stuff, but I don't think I ever ordered anything from Bazooka Joe. What uh, kind of things did you get from comic books? Oh, everything. Don't you know, Duchess Sue, I got the x ray glasses. Oh wow! And, and the, okay. uh, yeah, I got the I got the the monkey things that swam in the water. It's not hard for us to do an inventory of all the things that the Earl has ordered from the comic books. They're still in his nightstand at the home. <laughs> That's back in the day. I bought for for eighteen dollars and ninety nine cents a, a monkey that came in the mail. <laughs> Was this a live monkey? They delivered it live. Oh, I opened the box and that thing scrambled out and shit everywhere. <laughs> He was terrified. Oh, oh, sure. It took a, a, about a month for the household to come. To, anyways, it was horrible. Don't ever do that. <laughs> Earl, how long was it before Michael Jackson asked for his pet back? <laughs> well, it might have been Michael Jackson. Anyway, oh, I think it was. A- I can imagine that Bazooka in its day, Bazooka, Bazooka Joe Gum was probably the socks of the Christmas gift uh, day. Yeah. I can I'm, just I'm imagine sure. that the children are are home with their, their booty of, of candy and going through their pile. And, you know, uh, all the Bazooka Joe gum is probably off to the side. Yeah, well, I think a lot of people still like those things. I don't know. Billy. Yes. Billy, I got a question for you. There was a bubble gum that came out long after Bazooka Joe. Bazooka Joe was so hard uh, to start on. on. But yeah. then the soft bubble gum came out. What the hell was it called? Hubba Billy, Bubba. Billy, that was it. Hubba Bubba. Hubba Bubba. Oh, oh yes. my God. I don't know what they did to that. They radiated it with radiation or something. But it be. <laughs> It became soft. Then. Yeah. It was marvelous. They also I made should. it with um, fruit centers eventually, which was really disgusting because yeah. unless you chewed it just right, the fruit center disintegrated the bubble oh. gum. I oh, remember no. a gum in the 80s that was square shaped and it had a fruit gel in the middle. I know it's not the same as the one that you're talking about, but there was also kind of a taffy candy that was made for a while and it was called Bonkers. Yeah. You remember that? 
Bonkers had two flavors, the outer layer and the inner layer. If you look on YouTube, you can find commercials for Bonkers. It's <laughs> Like it sounds kind of crazy, and there are always these big, these big, <clears throat> comical pieces of fruit that drop down on the people in the commercial. <laughs> One of the candies that I miss is growing up. There was a lady who used to go to the mm-hmm. Star Market, and she used to get the Brax Pick a Mix. Oh. Those were the white fruit nuggets, the royal taffies, basically any of the candy that could be very easily unwrapped and tampered with. But (laughs) it was all of the old vintage candies. And I don't even think that you have Pick-A-Mix anywhere anymore. All of it's pre-sealed and sorted now. I think that if you go to grocery stores that have bulk food, Mm -hmm. that they have that there. That they have some of that old candy there because I I stop every once in a while and buy a selection of hard candy for. I I know for a while there they used to have like an honor system where you could get a handful or a you know a sample and there was a little box there that you could drop your coins in if you didn't want to get a whole bag. Where? What? Where? Where was this? These, these were at the grocery stores that had the bulk candy, and it was—I think it was even specifically a Brock's display. And it was yeah. an honor system that if you took some of the candy and you didn't want to buy a whole bag, you just put money in the little coin box. <laughs> did anybody ever really do that? I'm sure they did. Most of us are pretty honest, aren't we? I don't oh, know. Yeah. I'm sure there's a fair share of missing grapes in in grocery stores that are aren't paid for. <laughs> The last thing on our list of favorite Halloween memories, and I know, Duchess, you're not going to really have a a weigh-in on this one, is scary movies. Now, in the interest of time, I will start us off by talking about this. I'm not really terribly, and to meet my husband, you'd be surprised to know this. I'm not a big horror movie fan. I'm more into suspenseful movies, so less blood and guts, more kind of Alfred Hitchcock type stories. So oh, yeah. one of my earliest memories of on purpose watching a horror movie was when I was in Boy Scouts. We had a Halloween party and we went to the lodge in our little town and we had a sleepover in the main room and we had a big TV out and we were watching some movies of the time. I think we might have watched one of the Halloween movies or Friday the 13th, but certainly we watched House. Um, They had a haunted house in the basement of the lodge, and I wasn't really interested in going to that, but I got dragged down there. And, well, my strategy to get out of the haunted house as quick as possible was as soon as they forced me down the stairs, I started by best horror movie screams. So they got (laughs) fearful. And they let me go back upstairs. That seems like a reasonable thing to do. You know, some of my favorite horror movies, as I was saying, are really more suspense movies. I enjoy Amityville Horror. Each of the versions, you know, starting with the the original, I do believe, stars uh, Barbara Streisand's husband. Uh, Earl, do you know Barbara Streisand's husband's name? Uh, James Brolin, dear. Oh, yes, yes. (laughs) That's right. You've got his poster in your your room. That's right. Uh, (laughs) That's true. Craft, even. And... um, (laughs) 
The Happening, which I think is the modern retelling of the couple that investigated the story of Amityville Horror. It's the the couple who were sort of paranormal investigators. And they've since made a newer movie, which I haven't seen, but it's about the possessed doll called Annabelle. But The, the Happening was uh, quite a good suspenseful movie. And then, of course, lastly, it's not really a horror movie, but this kind of tells you the person I was going to be later. I always thought Mommy Dearest was scary in the 80s. (laughs) It was. They they showed it on HBO when I was little. And I always thought it was scary when Mommy Dearest got that wild-eyed look in her face and she cut her daughter's hair because her little girl didn't appreciate the nice things Mommy did for her. And I just could never watch that scene with my sisters. I always had to hide with my hand and my head and my my face in my hands so I didn't see the haircut scene. (laughs) (laughs) So, Earl, what, what are your favorite scary movie memories? Well, many of them, many of them. I'll tell you one thing, The Haunting is a very old movie, and I wouldn't miss that for the world. But here's an even older one that I want to tell you about. It came out in the 30s. That's a long time ago, and guess what? It's black and white. (laughs) I hope you can tolerate a black and white movie. I would totally check this out. It's called The Old Dark House. That's the title. The Old Dark House. You can watch it on YouTube for free. Oh. I wouldn't miss it because this is the movie that kind of set up all the tropes for all the movies that came after it. You know, the, the, the hand that would come out of the bookcase and swipe at the the innocent woman. I'm telling you, this is the movie you want to watch to catch all of those original tropes. And it starred Boris Karloff. Oh, yes. He made a lot of those kinds of stories. Well, the thing is, this is the first movie he made after Frankenstein Ooh. and oh. a young Melvin Douglas. Yeah. <sighs> And it was the movie premiere, no, the debut of uh, Charles Lawton. Yeah, Charles Lawton made his movie (laughs) debut on The Dark House, uh, the old Dark House. And then finally, Gloria Stewart. Now she was the old woman in Titanic. Remember uh, that uh, that James Cameron Titanic? Right. She dropped the uh, the heart of the ocean into the ocean. She did. But Gloria Stewart was a young woman in the old dark house. Anyways, these are all reasons you should go uh, (laughs) to YouTube and watch the old dark house. And let me tell you, the last 10 minutes, they'll freak your brain out. Yeah. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) The last 10 minutes are I will recommend it to Cleo. She likes black and white movies. She likes Oh. So that's my movie recommendation. Excellent. And Hubby, uh, did you have any particular favorites you would recommend to a novice to the uh, horror movie genre? Well, there's a couple of good ones from the 70s. Legend of Hell House, even though it has a bit of 70s funk to it, it's a really good psychological horror film. There's also, if you want something lighter, there's also Blythe Spirit from the 40s. That one is also good. I wouldn't think that it was a horror movie. Well, Halloween. Okay, Mm -hmm. yeah. 
I'm into the haunted house ghosty movies. I'm not into the serial killers and all that other stuff. Well, one of the things nobody has mentioned, and I have no idea how good it is. We went to see Rosemary's Baby at a drive-in. Oh, yes. (laughs) Oh, that was a spooky movie. That was. I just... It wasn't as scary as it was just, I don't I remember the, It was just really I, I remember that being played on HBO in the 80s, and I remember not being able to watch the scene where the child cuts its way out of the suitcase. I don't remember that scene. Or that may not be the same movie. <laughs> no, I don't but think I thought so. It. Because oh, wait baby. a minute. DJ, are you thinking of It's Alive? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> baby is about That's the demonic baby that kills everyone. DJ, every, honey, um, did you have any other movies you wanted to bring up? Not that I can think of at the moment. But we okay. watched that movie last year, didn't we? The Dark House, didn't we watch that? Oh, I, I hope so. We'll we'll have to look it up. It sounds like a good one. I think we watched it. Before before I let everyone go, I just thought I would mention a movie that we saw maybe a year or two ago. It was something that I thought about because, uh, well, poor Shelley Duvall has been in the news in the last year or so for being on Dr. Phil and, you know, having a... Uh, an unfortunate turn of events in her life and um, she's not in this movie but she reminds me a lot of the actress who is now this is a movie that was done the year I was born 77 and it stars a young Mia Farrow when wow. which when her hair is pulled back she looks a lot like a young Shelley Duvall and um, this movie is called The Haunting of Julia basically this young couple has a child and when the little girl is at the breakfast table she starts choking and historically i guess at the time that this story takes place the heimlich maneuver wasn't a uh you know a common practice they didn't have it taught to people in in, in uh you know first aid classes oh dear so in the storyline the uh the main character that plays played by mia farrow loses her daughter to a choking accident no. and then the rest of the movie is spent with her regretting that she could have saved her daughter's life and then she starts getting visited by ghosts of children including her own so that particular movie is called the haunting of julia and hmm. i think it's available on amazon i don't know about netflix but if you search for it you might find it and who knows it might be in the cheap movie bin at the wally mart <laughs> Yeah. So I am going to go ahead and uh, say goodbye to the listeners. Do we all want to take a round and say our farewells? We could do that. Go ahead, Duchess. Well, thank you all for coming. We will uh, see you in a couple of weeks. Uh, not a live show, I think, but uh, we will undoubtedly be talking of something about something interesting. And again, I want to thank you all for coming. Have a good Thanks. weekend. All right, and Brandon, the Earl of Mudstone Manor, it was a pleasure to have you. Thanks so much for having me. And honey, any parting thoughts for our listeners? Well, I want to thank the listeners, and I want to thank you and Duchess for having me on, as well as meeting the Earl for the first time. Billy, you're such a tear. (laughs) Oh, wait, I will play it out. This has been the Far Away Nearby Spooky Fun Edition with Duchess Sue, DJ Starsage, and special guests, Hubby Billy, the 
Voice of the Earl was played by Toppy Smelly. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to The Far Away Nearby. This program can be found wherever you listen to podcasts. You can email us at tfnpodcast at gmail.com, tweet us on Twitter at tfndj, find our fan page on Facebook, and our companion blog on Tumblr, or text or leave a message at 720-230-6919. This show is a member of the Pride 48 Network. Find other shows at pride48.com. Unified. Unique. Voices. Unified. Unique. Voices. A network of inclusion. Univospods.net.